0: Welcome back to another episode of the In The Whisper podcast. I am Nita Wilkinson, and I am so excited to have Christine Trimp with me today. She is an author, a speaker, a joy seeker, and a weight loss warrior. And y'all know how I feel about joy seekers, so she and I are soul sisters. Christine is a formal, casual Christian, and today she speaks and writes for women all over the world sharing the freedom that Christ offers when... We choose the path of surrender and sacrifice. Seeking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke is Christine's debut book. It is an Advent book another reason that y'all know i will love her because you know how i love christmas but her advent book seeking joy through the gospel of luke is a 25-day christmas advent encouraging readers to live in the joy of the lord whatever their circumstances are so welcome christine i am so
1: glad to have you today thank you so much nita for having me i'm honored and thrilled to be here today
0: Yay! So I want to ask you, I love Advent books. I have been going through yours, and I partic- I just love that it's different, and it goes through the Gospels of Luke. So what brought you here? What gave you this idea to write this particular book?
1: Well, let's start at my turning point. You mentioned in the intro that I used to identify myself as a casual Christian, the Lord. Finally reached out to me and captured my heart and my love and a deep relationship for him So the past few years I've been on the most amazing joy-filled journey of life transformation, healing my body, mind, and most importantly, my spiritual walk. In 2018, I started blogging through the Gospel of Luke in the month of December. I absolutely loved that. I fell in love with Luke. I love Dr. Luke because he Mm -hmm. writes an orderly account. I'm a very orderly person. Yeah. So I did this blogging every year, 2018, 2019. In 2020, I looked around at the chaos in our world. And I saw so much weariness. I myself was weary. My family was weary. We were facing a most unusual Christmas. And the lyrics from "O oh Holy Night kept replaying in my mind. The weary world rejoices. The weary world rejoices. It's hard to say that phrase over and over. But the emphasis was on weary at first. And then the Lord reminded me that his emphasis is on rejoice. Right, and he reminded me that I know about joy because this joy-seeking journey that he's taken me through and he said, just write, just write, write, write through December I want you to share the joy through your Facebook group through your blog post, I want you to share the joy and so those daily blog posts became chapters for what is now the book, Taking Joy Through the Gospel of Luke that's how we got here that's
0: awesome, I have to tell you It's so funny you say that because The Weary World Rejoices went through my head last Christmas, too. It's just all the time. I even wrote not a bunch of blogs on it, but I even wrote one because it just that is what it felt like to me. So... That is so awesome. That's amazing. We, we are so <laughs> We are. We are. The way that your book is laid out, you have your devotion, but you also have a time for people to reflect and you have a prayer. And sometimes you have a song you want them to listen to, which I think is awesome to take that devotion farther into their day and, and give them something. And I'm sure, you know, they can hum that song. And no, they're not always Christmas songs because Luke is the whole book of Jesus's life. You get to all those things with that. We're going to talk about a couple of the devotions in your book. And one of the first ones that I really resonated with was the Martha. I think you said that was Luke 10. And I think I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit because women All the time, I think, need that devotion that you wrote for that day, but especially at Christmas and maybe especially right now in these Christmases that are so chaotic.
1: Yeah, I absolutely love that chapter in the Gospel of Luke, and I do share about it. That is that's where I found the joy and writing on December 10th in Loop 10. So it's so meaningful to me because I am a recovering type A personality. Well, I'll never get rid of my type A personality, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a recovering person trying not to take myself so seriously, not live so strictly by my checklist. My check I used to be a checklist checkity checker yes. and I envision Martha is the same way. Yes. So Martha is busy going about, you know, making all the preparations, and I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. When I was struggling in all of my chronic illnesses, just preparing for Christmas, getting the house ready and basically making big meals and stuff like that, I was chronically exhausted and I did not want to do any of that. Like Christmas became a chore to me. But yeah. somehow I managed to push through because I'm a checklist jumper and so just looking at Martha from a different perspective as I've gone through this joy filled journey, I don't think that Jesus well, we let me just back up a second because maybe some of your listeners aren't really completely familiar with the story, but you know, Jesus comes for a meal at the home of Mary and Martha and Martha is busy in the kitchen making preparations. Mary in the is sitting at Jesus' feet just soaking it in, doing nothing. I like to imagine that Mary is the little sister, right? Martha's <laughs> exactly. the big sister <laughs> yeah. complaining. Jesus, look at her, She's I'm busy making all these preparations and she's just sitting there doing nothing. And then Jesus, I don't think it was a rebuke, I think it, he was just trying to mm-hmm. redirect Martha's heart. Right. And he reminded her that Martha, Martha, you're worried about so many things. As women, that just happens, especially in the chaotic Christmas season, right? You right. just worry about so many things, and he he just kind of calms Martha down and tries to get her to refocus, fix her gaze on him. And he said that Mary has chosen what is best. Like our time together is limited, and right. Mary has chosen what is best. So yeah. I love that. It just that just overflowed joy from my heart just reading that and knowing that one of my things that I started saying very early on in my in my weight loss journey and my life transformation story is choose joy. Always choose joy. Yeah. And so I see that Jesus is saying, look what she's doing. She's choosing what is best. I remind myself every day that you enjoy. In fact, I even got it tattooed on my arm so that I can remind her.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, one of the things that I love about the Mary and Martha story is, and I think, you know, we give Martha such a bad rap, but actually, what Martha was doing was culturally what she should have been doing. And what Mary was doing was completely. I don't want to say unacceptable because obviously Jesus accepted it, but you know, that was typically a place for the men at the feet of Jesus learning because he was teaching at that time. That's why I don't think it's a rebuke either, because how can you rebuke someone for doing what they were supposed, what she was supposed to be doing? And I love how when Lazarus dies, when she sees him coming, she drops all those duties and runs to him immediately. I love that piece of the story that she was she grew through him saying to her your time is with me. I love that. Yeah, it's
1: a great it's a great reminder. One of the biggest passions of my heart is I didn't start reading the word of God until he took me through this this transformation story. Uh-huh. And now that's all I crave. Like I just uh-huh. crave time in the word with him every right. day. Like, he completely flipped my cravings. And so I love to encourage women mm-hmm. to make that time, to set that time aside, make it a priority, make it a discipline, and soon your your discipline will be your daily delight, and it'll be like the only thing that you crave every day. So that's really like, that's the number one priority. Yeah. I feel like what God is calling me to, to share with women.
0: I love that. I asked him a few years ago to help me delight in the Word, and he absolutely blew me away with how much he answered that prayer. So I I feel the same way that you do. Today, you're a woman who desires that time with God, but you called yourself a former casual Christian. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you went from that casual Christian girl to this woman that cannot wait to spend time with God and share it with other women.
1: I I call it a miracle. I, as a casual Christian, I was... I was born and raised in a Christian family. My parents took me to church. When I got married, I took my children to church because it was the right thing to do. And honestly, I probably did it mostly so that my grandparents and my parents wouldn't be disappointed, right? right? And I wanted the church to do what I was supposed to be doing by teaching my children the foundation of faith, right? So I was relying on that. Yeah. And at the time, I would baby open my bible maybe 26 times a year just to prepare for the bi-weekly bible study and right. I cram for it which is not recommended you know you <laughs> two weeks of study and i'm cramming it in an hour before the bible study or i just wouldn't go because i was too exhausted and didn't want to go when i started facing my health issues and i started getting these chronic diagnoses like uh, fatty liver disease and obstructive sleep apnea and pre-diabetes I really got to a very low place. I was in a pit and I had tried unsuccessfully for 30 years to try to lose weight and remove the morbid obesity from my life. I just knew there had to be a better way and the only better way, my final solution after trying 30 years on my own power, my final solution was to cry out to God. And I just asked him, I just begged him. I'm like, I just want to feel better. And the fatty liver disease really scared me, that diagnosis, Mm -hmm. because that could turn into cirrhosis of the liver eventually. So that was my wake up call. He gave me a physical ailment as my wake up call. And then he just guided me step by step how I was gonna fix this physical problem in my life. He gave me a strategy to tackle it. I quit sugar, eventually landed on a low carb lifestyle. And that is exactly what my metabolism needed. But looking back, I could see his hand in it step by step because he knew that I needed, as a type A person, I needed the structure, Mm -hmm. and I needed what he was taking me through. So I call it my complete miracle. After 30 years of trying to lose weight, I finally did and got to a healthy weight. So that's how I moved physically, but spiritually. As soon as I started this weight loss process, I started having amazing new energy. He started waking me up at five o'clock in the morning. I've never been a morning person in my life, but I would just bounce out of bed, jump out of bed, so excited to get into his word and read his word. I started getting in his word every day, just within a month after starting the process that I needed to lose the weight physically. I lost the weight physically, but I gained so much more emotionally and spiritually, and it's just a deep abiding relationship with him through his word. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, I love that where where it says his words came and I just ate them. That's what satisfies my soul now. I love
0: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it is a miracle. I do call it a miracle, but yeah. it is possible. If anybody else is listening out there that has faced the same difficulties and hardships, I lead health health groups and really encourage women to just connect all the dots, connect it all spiritually, emotionally, physically because scripture is so rich
0: with,
1: right uh, what god is calling us to do to live healthier
0: right and you know i always i've i've been on a kick recently where looking at our body is a temp that is the temple of god mm-hmm. and he's not looking for perfection in our bodies but our our purpose is to tell people about Jesus and make sure people know who Jesus is and who our God is and the character of him and the love and the redemption. But our bodies have to be in a certain place for us to have the energy and ability to do that. I think we miss that sometimes, you know, there's this whole perfection culture that the media drives. And then there's this culture that we say, no, it doesn't matter. We don't have to be perfect. And we don't, but we do need to feel good enough to be able to do what God purposed us to do. You learned that all together. (laughs) What he was purposing you to do as he prepared your body for it, which is amazing. And your obedience from a casual Christian is also amazing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it is quite remarkable because when I was overweight and sick and exhausted, I also lived in isolation and fear and rejection and shame and guilt and all of that he lifted off of me. I never knew I was created for a purpose to speak and to write for him. In fact, when I lived as a casual pr- Christian, I can remember saying, don't you dare ever make me speak. <laughs> you know, don't make me speak out loud and share the yeah. gospel. Yeah. Cause I felt unqualified, you know, but now, you know, this journey he's taken me through has just been simply amazing. And now I can't, the joy just overflows. I can't keep it quiet. I have to share it wherever I go.
0: When someone buys your book, how much time will they spend? How do you think that will look?
1: Well, I did write the devotionals as short, shorter snippets because I want the reader first and foremost to read the chapter in the Gospel of Luke. So on December 1st, you would read Luke 1. And some of the chapters are longer than others, like Luke 1 and 2 are pretty long chapters. So spend the time in the scripture first and then read the devotional. And as you're reading the scripture, I want you to have the mindset that you're seeking joy like where is mm-hmm. the joy in the right. chapter now a lot a lot of chapters in the gospel of luke do have the word joy and rejoice right in them. but there might be other little places you might find the joy too or joy isn't specifically mentioned um so look for joy seek joy wherever you are in the in the scripture and then spend some time in the devotional And then at the end of the devotional, I laid out some pondering questions. Mm -hmm. And I took the word pondering from Luke chapter 2, where Mary treasured up and pondered all these things in her heart. Because as women, we're always worried about things and overthinking things. But I really want the women in the devotional to really stop and pause and ponder. Like, how can I apply where I found the joy today in Luke, how can I apply that to what I go about and do today? And how can I share the good news of great joy that the angels talked about? And then I I do mention, I do say where we find the joy, where I particularly found it, you might come up with other things too. And then I leave each day with just a little prayer of of joy that you can pray over your day.
0: The transformation from Christine's casual Christian to the woman of God that she has become today makes my heart sing. She is obedient. She has taken the struggles that she faced physically, turned her life and her body into truly a temple of God. She lives that spiritually. She lives that physically, and she is able to do the work that God purposed for her. In a few minutes, we're going to look at another story from Seeking Joy in the Gospel of Luke, and we see how she truly finds joy from Christmas to Calvary. As you all know, I am part of an organization called Gifts with Grace, and Gifts with Grace is a ministry that empowers women that have faced trauma. We help them through education, through mentoring, or what we like to call intentional friendships, and through creativity. Often that's jewelry making right now, although it could be other things in the future. I would like to invite you, if you live in the Logan County or surrounding areas, to come and visit with us at Union Station, on Tuesdays from 6 to 7.30 or on Thursdays from 11.30 in the morning until 1 over your lunchtime where we will have Bible study and we will just hang out and fellowship and create with other women. And if we have clients there, we will be showing them the love of Jesus as we meet them right where they are in this minute. We would love to have you at Gifts with Grace at Union Station on a Tuesday or Thursday. Now we're gonna go back to my interview with Christine Trimp, and we are going to learn more about finding joy in Calvary, specifically on the cross. I wanna jump ahead because this is the whole book of Luke, including the end. I'm sure it was harder, chapters 21, 22, 23, to find the joy of Luke. But I was particularly struck with December 23rd, where you find joy with Jesus on the cross. So do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yes. Um, we knew this chapter was coming. And, <laughs> and when we, I came up with the subtitle of the book, I hope that the readers get the the uh, inference to that, you know, we're going from Christmas to Calvary the countdown and we are racing forward to this and in this season of advent so we get to chapter 23 the word joy is not in that chapter but as i was reading through over and over again the account of jesus on the cross with the two other men on each side of him being crucified the one man was asking for purely selfish things and and condemning jesus and the other man said wait a second wait we're we're being crucified for a reason and this man has done nothing wrong and then he asked jesus to remember him in heaven and jesus responds to him and that's where i see the joy because Mm -hmm. that man stood up for jesus i felt like that was justice you know and it just made me like jump up and down for joy like look this guy gets it this criminal gets it And so thinking about the way Jesus responded to him on the cross, it takes me over to Hebrews 12, which is a verse that I'm, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, which is verses that are very important to my journey. And I'm just going to read those so that everybody has an understanding of what I'm coming from. I haven't memorized it completely, so.
0: That's okay. Um,
1: So Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and let the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Every time I read that scripture, I just get chills. Yeah. And that's where my focus was in Luke 23. Like he did that on the cross for the joy, for our joy, for the joy that we're called to share in the world
0: absolutely true and that's just coming out of the faith chapter too so it just fits so perfectly with this and that man had faith with mm-hmm. no reason to because i'm sure that the first guy kind of got caught up in the crowd i mean barbus has been he's hes out he, he gets to go live his life free and so maybe he's thinking if he can fit in with the crowd yeah. he'll get to go as well but he you're right he was mocking jesus and condemning him. But when everyone else had left him, and I never thought of this until I read your, your devotion, this man stuck by him and was saved. He received Jesus' redemption in that moment because he accepted him as his savior. I'm sure he did feel joy in that moment, even though everything else was, was chaos. There was that one bright light for Jesus to have which I think is awesome that you picked up on that. So you wrote this book kind of out of your own season of weariness. So what advice do you have for other women that are in a season of weariness, whether it's a mom with young kids who just... Can't see the end of this season, or any woman who's headed into Christmas already feeling overwhelmed and can't imagine the extra that comes with Christmas. What what advice do you have?
1: Well, first off, the top of my head, I'm thinking, be prepared. You know, and the way that we prepare our hearts. What I love about Advent is mm-hmm. it's a season of anticipation. Mostly, people think of it in connection with Christmas, you know, preparing all the festivities and preparing our hearts for the Christmas season. So really, we really need to do that, prepare our hearts for this season. You know, set your expectations on Christ, fix your gaze on Christ, Um, seek his joy, choose his joy and make it a choice every day to share that joy because whatever chaos you're living in, whatever weariness you're living in, you do have Opportunities every day to share joy, to share the good news of great joy. I know personally, and I know so many other women, so that they do share the joy they are in God's word, you know, every day. I personally like to do it first thing in the morning. I feel like it sets the tone for my day.
0: Absolutely. And so
1: I can envision readers doing this, grabbing, I call it my Bible and beans time because <laughs> I have like a coffee. Addict, I love know. that <laughs> yeah. I, I mean first thing I do is pat her over to the coffee pot and make my make my coffee and then I sit down with the word uh, in my quiet time and reflection and pondering questions and prayer and worship you did me- you mentioned that I, I include some songs in the chapters too um, I'm a worship leader I love music mm-hmm. I think music really sticks with you. you it really you know you can remember the lyrics easily and and that so yeah seek joy prepare your hearts for Christmas and then hopefully the momentum in the book as we move forward and, and move towards Calvary and those difficult chapters grow your advent heart and have an expectation for Christ's second coming I mean really that is the passion and desire right. now that that we should all have is right. awaiting Christ's return
0: that is very encouraging Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Whenever I have guests on, I have two questions that I asked them. And the first one is, and you'll love this because of your whole book, <laughs> what is bringing <laughs> you joy today?
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I am in the in the process of getting this book actually ready to ship out. It was kind of overwhelming because, like, right now, things are kind of chaotic, and we don't know what's happening again this year. Like, right. are we facing another unusual Christmas? And so you're hearing about things like supply chains and you're trying to get a book ready and it's like, wow, but Jesus is showing up every day in this process, even though I can't predict exactly what day the book is going to arrive in a reader's mailbox, but I just trust that it's going to be there. And he taught me the other day in Luke 5 just to calm down and stop overthinking this. And I read about Peter when Jesus asked him to throw out his net. And I respond, and I respond sometimes like Peter, like I, I've been fishing all night and I caught nothing. And I'm tired, I just wanna, I'm not gonna fish, right? Okay, but Jesus said, just throw out your net. And he's like, oh, okay, if you say so. And so looks what, look what happened when he threw out his net. And the very day, the morning that I read that, I wasn't expecting it, but I got my reader proofs in the mail. Like the the book, I got yeah. the book that I had to prove and sign off on in the mail. And I totally wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And that Luke chapter five ends with the words and remarkable. It was truly remarkable that I got that book in my hands that day. That's Two. what brings me joy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a great thing to bring you joy, especially right now. Mm-hmm. But I love how you, do, how you weave in your own story as part of, of your devotion. It felt like I was in the living room with you and we were chatting because you were telling, you know, this is what you took from it today. And your stories fit so well with that. I, I know that the readers will, will resonate with that as well. The second thing that I always ask, and you're writing a book and getting it out, so I don't know that you'll have a, much of an answer for this, but what are you reading right now?
1: Oh, I'm actually reading my first fiction book that I have read in a long time. <laughs> I haven't read fiction in forever. I usually gravitate towards non-fiction books, uh-huh. but I actually just finished reading a book by um, Julie Klassen, I love historical fiction, Uh and um, I actually met her in person, in the airport, in an airport, (laughs) sat down, we both had a long wait for our flight, and so I sat down next to her, and just chit-chatting, 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 and she was like, I'd love to give you a book, and I was like, oh, that's so nice, and she's like, should I sign it to you, and I was like, yes, please, it was so sweet, I knew she was an author by that point, so I take the book, And I get home and not being one that reads fiction a lot, I had no idea (laughs) that she has sold millions of books. I was sitting—that's so awesome—a very well-known author, and I had absolutely no idea.
0: That is so so cool. I'm
1: definitely going to be getting all of her books. My pastor's wife says, "Oh, I've got so many of those books, so I'm definitely going to be reading more of Julie Klassen's books." That's
0: that's great. I. I, I love to read fiction. That's usually my evening reading. I love to read so many other things too. So, but, but my fiction is usually either in the evenings or like when I was on vacation, I read fiction a little bit more than I normally do. It's kind of my, I guess, I want to say guilty pleasure, but is reading ever guilty i don't
1: think so <laughs> no it shouldn't, it shouldn't be right no but that's my problem too i read fiction. if i'm going to read fiction i do it before bed right I, I do it when i get into bed and then i can barely make it through a chapter <laughs> to keep so it your takes eyes me a long time to read it I <laughs> i'm falling asleep
0: i so <laughs> relate like, to that you know i
1: get up pretty early <laughs> yeah so i'm ready to i'm ready to drift off when i crawl in bed but i'm definitely going to enjoy a lot more of her books so
0: uh. I love that. I that I, I can relate to that. I do that as well. Or I stay awake because I really love Christian mysteries. So mm. I stay awake too long and then it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to find you, they can go to your website, which is Christine Trimp, Trimp with an E. And this will all be yeah. in the show notes. So they'll be able to just okay. go right to the, the links Great. will be right in the show notes. Great. Christine Trimp, T-R-I-M as in marype.com. She has Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Pinterest. And those will all be in the show notes so that you can go and find her. And I have read probably more than half of the book, but I'm really looking forward to pulling it back out at Christmas time, immersing myself in it from a different space than an interview. So I'm excited about it. It's such a different idea. I think you all will love it. I have loved every word that I have read. You are a gifted author and oh, thank um, you.
1: It's God so has to hear it with my first
0: book. <laughs> well, it's very, very well written. I just think God is using you in a time of chaos this Christmas. This is going to be where people find their joy and to start their day off with joy. And I know that's, that's what you want and what he has used you for. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And I am going to say to the listeners, I do we'll be giving away a copy of your book before Thanksgiving. So people are going to want to listen in and hear how they can win that book because we want to get it to you before Thanksgiving because it starts on December 1st. I'm looking forward right. to that.
1: Yeah, I am taking pre-orders for the book and going to get one to one of your listeners. And also I have um, some bonus chapters available for anybody that just yes. wants to connect with me. So that's going to be in the show notes, too. They can grab. It's like an early Christmas present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're trying to get a book out, and you took time to talk to me, and I am so grateful for that, Christine.
1: No, I am extremely grateful and honored to be here with you today, Nita. Thank Thank you. Thank you.
0: So that's it for us today. I want to thank you for tuning in. And as always, if you don't subscribe, head over and subscribe. And if you want to leave a review, that would be great as well. I am Nita Wilkinson with the In the Whisper podcast. Until next time.